This is Sid Roth saying, Shalom Mishpacha. Mishpacha is a Hebrew word. It means family. And we're the Mishpacha, the family with a Jewish heart. Welcome to today's edition of Messianic Vision and another appointment for you to be mentored to fulfill your destiny with one of our It's Supernatural guests. And now, here's your host for this program, It's Supernatural television producer, Ryan Bruss. Thank you, Sid. Today on Messianic Vision, we have our special guest, Dr. Kenyon Bridges, who is a personal friend of this ministry. And we are so excited about this interview because it is all about the presence of God. And his book that is is brand new, The School of His Presence, and of course his CD set, which is brand new, Living from the Presence. When our researchers and myself, we read this book, I'm not exaggerating at all, you could feel the presence of God right from the beginning of this book. And uh, uh, Dr. Keenan, many Christians are frustrated because of the kinds of supernatural encounters that they see and they read about, may, they may see on our show, but they're not experiencing it for themselves. And you believe that people do not have to settle for an occasional experience that they can live in the presence of God 24-7. What do you say about that? Yes, it's absolutely true. And it's something that literally transformed my life. Once God began to unveil to me the mystery of his presence, which is something that every believer should have access to 24 hours a day. You know, one of the scriptures that is so profound, it talks about our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit, according to 1 Corinthians. And I don't think we realize the implications of that statement. You know, in the Old Testament, if you will, the temple was the place where God's presence resided, where the Ark of the Covenant was housed. Uh, this is where they saw the manifest presence of God. And so what the Apostle Paul is essentially telling us is that we are carriers of God's presence. And I just want people to think about what that really means. Uh, it's not something that we have to literally just settle for an, an occasional visit you know, we go to church or we go to a conference and we feel a touch, but it's something that we can experience daily. And I love that, and I believe that, and you make that so clear in everything that we read in your book and listened to in your CDs. Now, you had a very impactful, heavenly encounter uh, several years ago where you were in heaven. Tell us that story. Yeah, it was a very interesting story. I was coming back from England. I had been doing a series of workshops um, in Chester and some other parts of England where people came from all over, really the globe, and we, we were teaching on the supernatural. So when I came back, of course, you know, you, you're kind of in relax, you know, relaxation mode, and you're getting ready to hit hit the ground back, you know, in the states and everything. So I'm on the plane, and as I was on the plane, I literally had a heavenly encounter. As we were going through the atmosphere, I, I closed my eyes and instantly I found myself in heaven. Now, this was the most interesting experience. I don't even know how to describe it. Some people would call it a vision. Some people would call it something else. But it definitely wasn't a dream. It felt so real. I could see myself there. I could literally feel the atmosphere. I could see heaven. It was like I was physically there. And... Um, it was so amazing. 
the feeling that I felt, the bliss that you feel. It was so real that you actually thought the plane had crashed and you and you had died. Yeah, I thought I died. In fact, the first thought, the immediate thought that came to me was that, you know, I didn't even get to tell my wife and children goodbye. Wow. And what happens is when you, when I believe, when we're in heaven, that those thoughts sort of just dissipate. So once I had that thought, my next thought was just just being caught up in the in the atmosphere, in the environment. And right when I was starting to sink into it, um, I felt a shaking, which I believe was connected to the turbulence on the plane. And uh, when I did, I was back inside my I was back on the plane, and I was sitting next to someone. And they just were looking at me really strange. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> I was in this vision, but they they were just looking at me really strange. And immediately when I came out of it, I saw the most interesting thing. I saw the face of Jesus. And it was just so penetrating. You know, in all of my encounters that I've had, and I've had other encounters with Jesus, one of the things that's interesting is that he doesn't have to say anything. He doesn't have to say much at all. You know, it's kind of like he can communicate directly to your spirit. Right. And what happened was when I saw this face, I heard these words, tell my people there's so much more. And from that point, I was literally just steeled by those words. They just resonated with me. And I remember going back when I landed in the United States and for, for several weeks and months, just meditating on that, and I began to teach a series um, on developing a heavenly vision. And what happened was, uh, through that, is when many people that I would share this encounter with would find themselves activated, and they begin to have encounters. Wow. Now, you say that one of the, because you had a vision, or you were there, you know, in in the body, out of the body, I know... You know, even words are hard to define what you experience. But uh, speaking of vision, though, you say that vision is one of the keys to unlocking the supernatural life. You actually say, uh, Dr. Keenan, if it doesn't transform your sight, it's not vision. Uh, Talk about vision and how you believe that. uh, Well, in fact, you say in your book that you feel that uh, vision was one of the keys to you breaking in the supernatural life. Yes. Uh, You know, it's very interesting. Uh, The Bible talks about without vision, people perish. And uh, I I know our listeners have probably heard that scripture before. We've we've heard it taught. Many of us have taught it, if you're a minister of any kind. And oftentimes when you hear that, you know, you know, we've got to have a vision for our lives and we get excited. You know, you got to write the vision down and that kind of thing. But actually, if you if you do research on that term, term vision is not talking about a plan for your life, nor is it talking about a dream board where you take little, you know, collages and you paste them on a, on a board. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's not what it's talking about there. It's talking about a supernatural vision and a static vision or a heavenly vision. Another way to describe it is a prophetic vision. It's talking about being able to see spiritually. You know, one of the keys to us living in a supernatural life is that we have to have our eyes opened spiritually, and we have to be able to see. 
you know, one of the things that I've, I've talked about and I, talk, I continue to really delve into is our imagination as believers. And I never forget one time I was talking to a pastor and he said to me, you know, I really, really want to be able to have these encounters. I want angelic encounters. And he says to me, he says, you know, but I've never seen them. I said, so you've never, you've never seen an angel. And he says, no. I said, well, tell me what kind of encounters that you have had. He says, well, I've, I've felt their presence. I have, you know, maybe I, like when I was praying, I saw something and, you know, but it wasn't like physical in the flesh kind of thing. And what I was telling him is that one of the things about God in the spiritual realm is that many times our encounters are progressive and the way we steward each encounter will determine the next. And so we have to be deliberate and intentional. You know, if you hear something, if you have an impression, you have to learn how to build on that. And it's the same way with our vision. We have to learn how to build, you know, a a press into it, if you will, and begin to uh, seek more. You know, if if God begins to show you something or begins to reveal something to you, we have to learn how to press into that. And uh, that's what began to happen to me, Ryan. The Lord began to open my eyes. I mean, after going years without having really any significant encounters, uh, there just was a season of my life where it just seemed to explode. And all of a sudden, I began to see things and experience things that I never experienced before. But it all began with that sight, that vision. Now, how do you... How do you begin to uh, develop the vision for your life that goes beyond, like you said, destiny and, and so on and so forth? And I understand it's progressive. How do you begin to get eyes to see the way Jesus is seeing? You know, I, I believe it, it's more, much simpler than people realize. Uh, there are two aspects to it. The first one is God's Word. You know, when we learn to delve into and immerse ourselves in the Word of God, the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to begin to see differently, right? You're going to begin to think differently. Your expectations will change. You know, for me, when I began to read the Word and I, and I read about the encounters, like the supernatural, if you read the book of Acts, if you read what Moses did and what Elijah did, you start encountering these things and you're like, man, I want that. And the more you desire, the more you begin to see it. The second thing is that you have to have intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You know, I often tell people the Holy Spirit is the most important and the most neglected person on the earth because he's been given to us, the church, to reveal the things to come, to show us things, to unveil to us who Jesus is, to unveil to us who the Father is. So the Holy Spirit, you know, we often talk about, when we talk about the epistle of John, John is known as John the Revelator. But actually, the Holy Spirit is the Revelator. He's the one who unveils. He's the one who reveals. And so the more we come into intimacy with the Holy Spirit, the more our spiritual eyes begin to open, and the more he'll begin to show us things. And I think people need to understand that the Holy Spirit longs to reveal things to us. He longs to unveil the mysteries of the kingdom, but we have to long to be intimate with him. The great Catherine Kuhlman 
uh, used to often say, uh, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't you know he's all I got? You know, it was this relationship, this this intimate relationship with the Spirit of God, not just as a concept or principle, but as a person. And he's the one, you know, as we learn to spend time with God. You know, every significant encounter in the Bible happened while people were praying. You know, if you look at Peter and his vision of the the sheet that rolled down from heaven, it happened while he was on the roof praying. When 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 John the Revelator uh, got the revelation of heaven and the revelation of the apocalypse, he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. So you see the connection between the Holy Spirit prayer and and what God reveals to us. Which reminds me of what you said in your book. Do you believe that some people are stuck because you said in your book, our lives can never transcend our level of revelation? Yes. Revelation is everything. I never forget one day I was driving down the street and the Holy Spirit just talks to me, just like I have a conversation with you right now. Holy Spirit converses with me on a regular basis and he'll say things and he'll talk to me about things. And one of the things that the Holy Spirit began to talk to me about is he asked me a question, Ryan, and he says, Kenan, and I said, yes. He says, what is revelation? Now, me with my theological training and my pontification, <laughs> I said, well, sure, that's easy. Revelation is apocalypsis. That's the Greek word. It means an unveiling. And the Holy Spirit says, great, that's, that's right. He said, but let me ask you this. How do you know you have revelation? Now, I couldn't answer that question right. I thought and I thought and I thought, but nothing nothing came. I couldn't answer it. And the Holy Spirit answered for me. He said, when everything changes. You see, revelation changes us. Can you imagine that in heaven, this is what the Lord showed me, in heaven, there's a continual atmosphere of revelation. This is why the angels cry holy. Do you know why they cry holy? Because every time God moves, every time he transitions in any way in, in, in heaven, he unveils another dimension of himself. That's good. And so the angels are so wild. They say, wow, holy, holy is the Lord. And this goes on for eternity. God is so big and so magnanimous that Every time he speaks, every time he shows up, there's another revelation. And so revelation changes us. It changes the way we see God, and it changes the way we see ourselves. In fact, you teach in your book, I, I just, I, this, this is about the school of the presence, and you really take people to school in your book, and I, I really learned a lot. And, and I, I just don't want to leave this vision part just for another moment, because you even take uh, vision to the point where that when we encounter sick people, we need to learn to see them healed. When we encounter bound people, we need to learn to see them free and so on and so forth. So how does the presence and the vision all work together to, to, to be used to help change people's lives? So remember we said that the presence of God is really, it is the environment of heaven. And it's actually an extension of who God is. You know, when we talk about the presence of someone, we're not just talking about uh, the atmosphere around them, but we're also talking about their person or their personality. You know, God gave me an analogy of this when he was trying to explain the presence. And he said to me that when, he says, Kenan, 
what happens when you come into the home? And I thought about it. When I come home from traveling, my children hear me coming or they sense me coming. They know that daddy's home. And what happens is they gravitate toward me. They run toward the door and they're ready to encounter me, right? In other words, they're not just looking for my presence but they're looking for what the presence entails. Mm. The presence entails my person, and the presence also entails everything that I have to give. I don't know about you, but I have five children, and I'll tell you, uh, they love gifts. They love (laughs) when you travel from out of town. They love to, to receive things. In fact, they're looking for what you have for them. Well, in the same way, when we come into the presence of God, this is what the Bible says, in his presence there's fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures evermore. So it talks about the presence, but then it also talks about his right hand. His right, his right hand represents his authority or his ability. So what happens is that when we come into the presence of God and we become aware and sensitive to the presence of God, we also come into the presence of power and revelation. Where God reveals himself, he begins to reveal things to us. And once we learn to cultivate this encounter or cultivate this relationship, what happens is that we begin to see from heaven's perspective. We begin to see like he sees. We begin to think like he thinks. Do you remember when Jesus went to the mountain of transfiguration? And the Bible says that as he ascended the mountain, his his raiment was, was changed yes. as, as white as snow, and it was bright like the sun. And the Bible says that the glory cloud came, and God said through the cloud, this is my beloved Son, in whom, he, in whom I am well pleased. In other words, encounters, heavenly encounters, change us. They change our eyesight. They change the way we see things. And so when we live a life of the presence, what happens is that when we go into atmospheres, we can learn to see people from heaven's perspective. In other words, if you run into a drunk person, you know that in heaven that person is free from alcoholism or free from drugs. That's good. And so we begin to see them the way heaven sees them. When we see that someone is bound by any kind of addiction in their lives or bound by any sin, we begin to see the person liberated because there's no sin in heaven. There's no bondage in heaven. When we look at ourselves now, I believe that one of the keys to freedom in a believer's life is understanding this presence because we begin to see ourselves the way God sees us. And when we do that, we demand the vision of heaven to come into fruition. And so I believe this is one of the keys. If you want to see miracles, you need to see the Father. If Jesus says, I do what I see the Father doing. So if we want to see the manifest the manifestation of God's power, we have to enter into the intimacy of his presence. Speaking of which, uh, before we go to break, you in, in a in a meeting that you were in, you had a vision of a river of living water, talking about heaven getting on uh, heaven's agenda and seeing what is going on in heaven. You had a vision of a river of living water that began to flow and touch everybody in the room. When you begin to proclaim that vision, what you saw in heaven, basically, what happened in that room? You know, it's so interesting, and I believe this goes back to when we talk about the presence of God and, and seeing from heaven's perspective. You know, God is very interesting, Ryan, I tell you. He loves for us to talk about him. 
<laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. It's not an ego thing. But God knows that He's so awesome. You know, He's the most self-aware being in the universe. He knows how good He is. He knows how amazing He is. And the more we talk about how good and amazing He is, the more He re- He manifests Himself. And so I remember talking about uh, uh, this vision of water, and I was sharing about it. And I was I was talking about this living water that was flowing. It was this pure water flowing, and it began to saturate people's feet. And as I began to talk more about it, people that were listening to me start feeling the water touch their feet. Wow. They start feeling, they were literally immersed in the water, Ryan. And they began to get touched by the presence of God. Some of them were crying, some of them were laughing. But many of them were delivered and set free. You know, the Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. You see, so these are things that we've heard about, but many times we've never experienced them on a real level. And so I believe that God wants, in fact, right now, Ryan, people are feeling it right now. Yes. There's a flow of the presence. I feel the anointing right now, and it's beginning to flow over people as people are listening and, and they have struggles in their life. There's someone literally that has a problem with their feet and a problem with their ankles. That living water is just flowing through and healing them, just like it did when I when I begin to teach on this and, and talk about this living water. People are being healed right now. People are being touched right now. People are entering into the reality of what God wants them to be and what he wants them to see. So I believe this is happening right now. Wow, Pastor, I feel that. And I told you at home, uh, you're going to feel the same when you get a hold of his, uh, Dr. Keenan's material. Uh, we literally immediately uh, felt the presence of God on this. This is this is one of my favorite uh, books that you've written so far. And and before we go to break, what what is the School of the Presence? You know, I, I call it the School of the Presence. I believe it's a a really a change of mind, and I believe it's a revelation and a teaching and an atmosphere where we will learn how to host, how to accommodate, and how to steward the presence of God. And I believe as we do this, Ryan, you know, the Lord gave me a mandate. He said that we are about to see the greatest revival in human history. He told me that none of the revivals, and though they were awesome and great and we've learned from them, none of the revivals will compare to what the Lord is about to do in the earth now. Oh, come on. In fact, we are coming back into the age of creative miracles. But it won't just be the powerful evangelists. There will be everybody. Yes. There will be children. There will be housewives. There will be all kinds of people, people in the marketplace. Can you imagine being in the boardroom and someone, an accountant walks up to someone and their arms grow out or their legs grow out? <laughs> yes, amen. The season that we're entering into. So God wants to train us. So I call this training for reigning. We are being equipped and we are being empowered to be able to operate in this powerful presence on a daily basis. And so this is what I call the school of the presence. So here we have the book, The School of the Presence, Walking in Power, Intimacy, and Authority on Earth as It Is in Heaven. And he has a brand new three CD set called Living from the Presence. And he taught things in this CD series that he's actually never taught before. 
And in this CD set, he releases an impartation that you will begin to walk in the presence of God. Now, don't go anywhere because when we come back, I'm going to have Dr. Keenan Bridges share this incredible teaching on the mountaintop experience living. And I want him to share about an angel named Joy. We'll be right back. Are you puzzled or even frustrated because the kinds of supernatural encounters, miracles, healings, and signs and wonders you read about in the Bible are so rare in your own life? Kenan Bridges says, don't be discouraged. He wants to share with you the keys God has given him so you can consistently walk in the awesome presence of God and in the supernatural every day. Call now and get Kenan Bridges' anointed book, School of the Presence, Walking in Power, Intimacy, and Authority on Earth as it is in Heaven, and his powerful three-part audio CD series, Living from the Presence. Plus, as a special bonus, the classic life-changing book, Brother Lawrence's The Practice of the Presence of God. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9509. Keenan will help you ascend into heavenly places through his book and three-part audio CD teaching, School of the Presence and Living from the Presence, where you will receive practical teaching on how to gain authority over the forces of darkness, which keep you from experiencing God's promises, healing, and miracles for your life. Enjoy intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Operate in signs and wonders as an everyday lifestyle. Witness financial miracles, supernatural multiplication, divine promotion, healing, angelic protection, and so much more. Kenan has included prayers of impartation on his audio CD teaching. And at the end of the chapters in his book, Kenan includes anointed prayers of activation and questions, practical exercises, and techniques to help you walk in and release God's presence. People's eyes are open in the spirit realm. People begin to see angels and have angelic visitations. Miracles happen, including creative miracles begin to happen. People are healed instantly because eternity invades time. It is amazing, and these are everyday people. As a bonus, you will receive this special journal edition of the classic life-changing book, Brother Lawrence's The Practice of the Presence of God. Through this anointed book, you will experience the presence of God during even the most mundane tasks like washing the dishes, walk in God's presence and love 24-7. Aren't you tired of just being a spectator? Don't you sense inside of you there must be something more? I have to tell you, before I knew the Messiah, I sensed that in me. There's got to be something more. And every day I live that I know the Messiah, there's more. We're coming into a time and place in God where He's calling you to be front and center for the last act of the last play of the history of planet Earth. Will you say what Abraham said? Hineni, here am I. Don't miss out on getting Keenan Bridges' anointed book, School of the Presence, Walking in Power, Intimacy and Authority on Earth as it is in Heaven, and his powerful three-part audio CD series, Living from the Presence. Plus, as a special bonus, the classic life-changing book, Brother Lawrence's The Practice of the Presence of God. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9509. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9509 or log on to sidroth.org. Call or write today.
We're back with Dr. Keenan Bridges, and we are experiencing and encountering the presence of God. I pray that you are feeling the same at home or in your car or wherever you're listening to this. Now, Dr. Keenan, you have an incredible teaching on the mountaintop experience. What, what did God show you about that? You know, this is really one of the main premises for my teaching on the School of the Presence, and one of the reasons why the Lord began to unveil this to me. You know, it, it comes out of the Gospel accounts where Jesus goes up on the mountain. Now, many Bibles refer to this as the Mount of Transfiguration. And he goes up on the mountain, and Jesus really, he, he transfigures in front of the disciples. I mentioned this earlier, and then he begins to unveil his glory, and they see him. And then Moses and Elijah appear, and they hear this voice from the glory saying, This is my beloved son hear him. In fact, both both James and John refer to this in the beginning of their epistles, how they were eyewitnesses uh, in the Holy Mount. They're referring to the Mount of Transfiguration. And so they, they see this experience, and the first thing Peter does, being a very intelligent man, he says, well, you know what, I, ha- I haven't answered this. Let's, let's build some tabernacles up here. Let's, 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 let's you know, we, we can stay up here and, and just enjoy this. And all of a sudden, Jesus comes out of out of this this uh, encounter, and uh, they begin to descend the mountain. He says, "Don't tell anybody what you saw." As they get down to the base of the mountain, they go into the valley. There's a demon waiting on them. There's a boy that's being oppressed by the devil, and the Bible says that the disciples couldn't cast the demon out. And Jesus, of course, says, "You faithless and perverse generation," and he cast out the demon. Well, anyway, the Lord began to speak to me through this, and one of the things that he said is that many believers live for the mountain, but God doesn't want us to live for the mountain. He wants us to live from the mountain. Oh, I like that. In other words, every encounter with God empowers us for the valley. Every mountaintop experience empowers us for the valley. You know, we have to be careful not to be uh, conference junkies, where we we go from place to place, and we're and there's nothing wrong with conferences. I want us, I don't want our audience to get me wrong. I, I think they're wonderful, but they should equip us to do something. In fact, the word transfiguration there appears in another place in the Bible. It appears in Romans 12, and Romans 12 tells us, "Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." Another way of saying that, Ryan, is don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed to go through a transfiguration. It's the same word, by the renewing of your mind. So God wants us to be transfigured. He wants us to enter into the fullness of who we are. And this is why he grants us these experiences. This is why he reveals himself to us. And I'll never forget one time when uh, I was literally praying and the glory of God invaded my room, it was so, I couldn't even move. I understand why they refer to this as the Shekinah glory, the manifest presence. It's so heavy. You can't even stand under it. And I literally was just, I was just awed and amazed. But guess what? After I got up off of my face and after I dried my tears, I had to face life. Right had to face the things in the valley, the situations, the challenges. Many believers think that that 
experiences with God exempt them from any challenges or, or, or having to overcome anything. But it's actually not true. The opposite is true. These encounters empower us to descend with authority. Every mountaintop encounter that we have with God equips us to take dominion in the valley. I like that. To go in mm-hmm. and exercise authority. And I tell you, it's a powerful paradigm. I believe that the church needs to understand this, God's pattern of, of, of ascending the mountain but descending with power, descending with authority. And this is really what it's all about. In fact, you teach that an encounter with God is not an event but a lifestyle. Yes. It's a, it's a, it's a continual lifestyle. We go from glory to glory, from faith to faith. And so it's something, because it's a lifestyle, we must cultivate it. We must develop it. We must steward the lifestyle in order for it to grow. And I tell you, it's, it's, this thing has changed my life, Ryan. It's changed the way I minister. It's changed the way I teach the Word of God. It's changed our church. I mean, people are being touched. People are being transformed. You know, when people come into our church now, they don't even wait to, to, to get into the worship. As soon as they walk through the door, many people have, have reported that they just immediately feel the presence of God. Some people begin to just just fall on their knees when they walk in the door. And it's because we've cultivated an environment and a culture of the presence of God. And you know, when you were speaking of glory to glory, tell me what you think about this. Uh, it, it, it came to me that your book, your teaching, uh, fills in the gaps. Because the Bible talks about moving from glory to glory. It's the two, glory to glory. It's the two is where people, I think, get tripped up. And you teach mm-hmm. people how to live when you're, when you're moving from glory to glory, that two part. Your, your, your teaching fills in that gap. Yes. And it's, really, it's a really important thing because I grew up in a very word-based environment. And um, because of that, we emphasize a lot on, you know, what does the Word say, what does the Scripture says, and that's awesome. That's a great foundation. In fact, I don't think there's any better foundation for the supernatural than the Word. And then we have, uh, when I begin to come into sort of this, this charismatic experience with God, and uh, there were a lot of camps, a lot of groups that talked about, you know, experiences, encounters, and stuff like that. And so they were kind of on the other side. And I found that there needs to be a bridge between the two. Yes. You know, something that allows us to have sustainable encounters with the presence of God. Not just periodic, but sustainable, where we can live a lifestyle of supernatural encounters. And that's where I am today. That's where we live. My children live in it. And I want people to understand, this is not just some teaching for me. This is the way I live. This is the way we've, you know, my, my children cast out demons. My children know how to worship. It's something that we have cultivated in our family, in our household. And it's something that the people who get this teaching begin to cultivate and begin to understand. Which, in your teaching, your CD teaching, actually talk about how your whole family children can also live in the presence. Now, uh, Pastor Keenan, things have always been real easy for you. You've never really had a struggle. You've never been on the verge of burned out. You've never been frustrated or tired. Is that true? 
No, that's not true at all. <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, in a time that you did feel a burnout in your life and frustrated and tired and, and things were seemed kind of mundane, you had an, a re- encounter with an angel. What happened? Yeah, you know, I had gotten to a place where many pastors may be right now, many people may be right now, where I was literally burnt out, Ryan. I mean, and the worst kind of burnout is when you don't know you're burnt out. And you're still just kind of right. going through the motions. And unfortunately, I have to confess, I was in that place. Uh, I was tired. I was frustrated. Um, I was being taxed emotionally, physically. And um, my prayer life really suffered the brunt of it. I mean, I I, I didn't even pray really anymore. Even when I, when I was actually praying, I wasn't praying. Uh, the passion, the fire wasn't there anymore. But, you know, in my heart, I was crying out to God. I said, God, I need you to fix this because I, I can't. You know, I, I couldn't fix myself. I was like Humpty Dumpty who sat on the wall, and, <laughs> okay. and he fell, and he broke himself. And, and I couldn't put myself back together again. But I thank God that he is the potter and we're the clay. And I remember uh, one day just trying to pray, and I wasn't really getting anywhere. And I began to cry out to God. And as I began to cry out to God, I saw in a vision an angel, and this angel was standing behind me, and he had a bucket of water. Now, God has a sense of humor. <laughs> I mean, right? He has really a sense of humor. He has this bucket of water, and he pours this. It's like crystal clear, ice-cold water all over me. <laughs> and as soon as the water touches me, I jump up out of my seat, and I start shouting, and I start singing. This song came to me called, This is the Day of Joy. Mm. And I, I was just praying in tongues, and I was shouting. And I asked the angel, I said, what's your name? I don't know why I asked that. And the angel says, my name is Joy. And I tell you, this is one of the most critical angelic visitations I had, because that's exactly what I needed. You know, I want our listeners to understand that there are angels on assignment that have been sent to minister to us. And this is why a lifestyle of the presence is so important. Because the presence attracts angels. I like that. The presence attracts angelic ministration. You know, we talk about angelic visitation, Ryan, but there's a such thing as angelic ministration. Because angels are not actually sent to visit, they're sent to minister. They said The Bible says that angels are ministers to those who are heirs of salvation. So, so angels want to minister to us or to serve us. We see this in the Bible. Jesus, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, in his darkest hour, the Bible says that angels ministered to him. And so I believe that there's someone listening right now, and they're in a dark place. There's an angel called Joy that wants to show up. There's an angel called Breakthrough that wants to show up. And I tell you, this began to change my life because I realized that angels are real. You know, I've had angelic visitations before, but this one was real. Because it was in a dark time in my life where I really needed a touch. And uh, this this really was amazing. Now, uh, Dr. Keenan, you're speaking a lot of truth, and, and everything's so biblical, so uh, right on with heaven's agenda. And here's the problem, though. So many people, and as a pastor, I know that you uh, probably in a frustrating way see this uh, from time to time, is that people are are, are still not getting free. Because in your book, you teach that the Bible never said that the truth shall set you free. 
And that kind of freaks people out at first. But what does the Bible say? You know, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> because when when people first hear that, they're saying, well, that's just blasphemy. Yes, it does. <laughs> no, it doesn't. John 8, 32 says this, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. First of all, it didn't even mention set free. What it depends on your translation, of course. But the word know is so important. Um, I teach about the power of knowing in my books and what knowing really is. The word know means intimacy. It's experiential knowledge. It's the same idiom for intercourse. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and gave birth. So this knowing is intimacy. It's not the truth that we hear, but it's the truth that we know. There's a difference. And here's another thing people need to understand. The truth is not a scripture. It's a person. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. God's word is alive. His word is living. That's why the scripture says it's the living word. And so once we understand that, and when I say the scripture, this is what I mean. A lot of times we think that if we just recite Bible verses, no, those verses have to be alive. They yes. have to come alive inside of us. They Absolutely. have to be living, breathing, and active. And that's the disconnect. That's the difference between living a supernatural life and not living one, between living in the prophetic and living in the pathetic. The difference is what you know, what you know. And I'm not talking about mental assent. Because, listen, I, I want to talk to our, our listeners for a minute. I lived for a long time as a believer, and I didn't see anything. <clears throat> Years. Years I lived, and I didn't see anything. And I knew all the verses on healing. I knew all the verses on deliverance. I knew all the verses on the supernatural, yet I wasn't seeing those things in my life. Why? Because I didn't know them. And I don't want to offend our audience. I'm not saying you don't know it intellectually. But it wasn't until the Lord gave me revelation. See, that's the difference. When I begin to get revelation, that's when I begin to see transformation. So revelation is the key to transformation. When you know the truth, the truth will make you free. The word actually for truth there, aletheia, it means something real and genuine. It means objective truth. In other words, there's a difference between the facts and the truth. It may be a fact that you're saying, man, I, but, but pastor, listen, I haven't, haven't experienced that. I, I know that, that you're saying that, and I know that what you're saying is true, but I haven't experienced it. That might be a fact. But the truth is you were born to live a supernatural life. That's right. The truth is there is so much more. The truth is God is for you, not against you. And he wants you to experience all that heaven has to offer. He wants you to have an abundant life. And that's just not talking about material possessions. That's talking about life to the full and overflowing. Talking about a supernatural life. So I think this is the key that people need to know. Okay, your book, School of the Presence, Walking in Power, Intimacy, and Authority on Earth as it is in Heaven. What is this teaching doing for people, uh, Dr. Keenan? You know, we have scores of testimonies. First of all, people are having angelic visitations. 
literally people are people who never had angelic visitations before are starting to have angelic visitations. People are seeing in the spirit realm. Uh, those who had a dormant seer gift, the gift is being activated again. Uh, more importantly, people are experiencing freedom. They're, they're experiencing freedom in the presence of God. Another thing that's happened is that people are beginning to step out and do supernatural things, whether it be praying for the sick and seeing them healed, whether it be deliverance, whatever it is, people are beginning to see it. So what this teaching is going to do is going to activate people in the supernatural, is going to begin to activate their spiritual senses, their sense of hearing, hearing God's voice, their sense of seeing, seeing in the spirit, their sense of, of, of even feeling. Because what happens is that, Ryan, a lot of people have, have had dulled senses. They don't feel God anymore. They don't hear God anymore. And they definitely don't see him anymore. But as they get this teaching, I believe it's going to happen, is that they're going to begin to see, hear, and feel God. They're going to feel his presence, and it's going to change their life. And we're seeing so many testimonies. Uh, I just saw uh, one, uh, one the other day. Someone told me about a testimony of, of uh, I, they got the teaching, and they went out to the store. And they were literally in the store, and, and they went through the, you know, the cashier line. And there was a woman there, and they were a little bit reluctant at first. And the Lord gave them a word of knowledge about a particular ailment. And as they were going through the line, they said, you know, I don't I hope I'm not stepping out of bounds, but the Lord is telling me that you're dealing with this. And the person says, I am dealing with that. In fact, I've been going to the doctor. It's been a couple of years now. And they laid hands on this person in the grocery store. And the person was instantly healed. And the person began to just shout and praise God. In the, I don't know if you've been to the grocery store, but this is in the cashier's line. <laughs> this, is, this is in the checkout. That sounds like something Jesus would do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I agree with you on that. <laughs> okay, the school of the presence, walking in power, intimacy, and authority on earth as it is in heaven, is Dr. Keenan Bridges' brand new book, in a brand new CD set that he did here, living from the presence, again, with things that he had actually never taught before. When we come back, Dr. Keeney, would you please pray for the people at home to experience, uh, begin to experience the presence of God? And there's a few more things we need to talk about, about how you can experience the presence from within like never before. We'll be right back. Are you puzzled or even frustrated because the kinds of supernatural encounters, miracles, healings, and signs and wonders you read about in the Bible are so rare in your own life? Kenan Bridges says, don't be discouraged. He wants to share with you the keys God has given him so you can consistently walk in the awesome presence of God and in the supernatural every day. Oh, yes, Call yes, now and get Kenan yes, Bridges' anointed yes. book, School of the Presence, Walking in Power, Intimacy, and Authority on Earth as it is in Heaven, and his powerful three part audio CD series, Living from the Presence. Plus, as a special bonus, the classic life-changing book, Brother Lawrence's The Practice of the Presence of God. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9509. Keenan will help you ascend into heavenly places through his book and three-part audio CD teaching, School of the Presence and Living from the Presence, where you will receive practical teaching on how to gain authority over the forces of darkness, which keep you from 
from experiencing God's promises, healing, and miracles for your life. Enjoy intimacy with the Holy Spirit. Operate in signs and wonders as an everyday lifestyle. Witness financial miracles, supernatural multiplication, divine promotion, healing, angelic protection, and so much more. Kenan has included prayers of impartation on his audio CD teaching. And at the end of the chapters in his book, Kenan includes anointed prayers of activation and questions, practical exercises, and techniques to help you walk in and release God's presence. People's eyes are open in the spirit realm. People begin to see angels and have angelic visitations. Miracles happen, including creative miracles begin to happen. People are healed instantly because eternity invades time. It is amazing, and these are everyday people. As a bonus, you will receive this special journal edition of the classic life-changing book, Brother Lawrence's The Practice of the Presence of God. Through this anointed book, you will experience the presence of God during even the most mundane tasks, like washing the dishes. Walk in God's presence and love 24-7. Aren't you tired of just being a spectator? Don't you sense inside of you there must be something more? I have to tell you, before I knew the Messiah, I sensed that in me. There's got to be something more. And every day I live that I know the Messiah, there's more. We're coming into a time and place in God where He's calling you to be front and center for the last act of the last play of the history of planet Earth. Will you say what Abraham said? Hineni, here am I. Don't miss out on getting Kenan Bridges' anointed book, School of the Presence, Walking in Power, Intimacy and Authority on Earth as it is in Heaven, and his powerful three-part audio CD series, Living from the Presence. Plus, as a special bonus, the classic life-changing book, Brother Lawrence's The Practice of the Presence of God. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 9509. Call or you can send your check to Sid Roth. It's Supernatural, P.O. Box 39222, Charlotte, North Carolina, 28278. Please specify offer number 9509 or log on to SidRoth.org. Call or write today. We're back with Dr. Kenyon Bridges, and we are having a blast talking about the presence of God. And and this, this teaching has really impacted uh, our staff because it's given us the fresh hope and desire. And in fact, you talk about in your book, you got to have desperation uh, if you want to experience yeah. the things of God. Everything that you've been teaching so far, you, you got to do something. You got you got to go after it. You got to be hungry for it. You got to want it. It just isn't the sovereign thing, even though he sovereignly does touch you. It is an ongoing uh, uh, pouring out of the Holy Spirit in you, through you, around you. And, and on that note, Dr. Keenan, just uh, describe the presence of God. Uh, what is His presence, and in, in how does it affect our lives, just in a general sense? You know, I like to refer back to Genesis 1, you know, often quoted, but there's a, a part in there which I call the missing link in creation. The missing link is not an evolutionary thing, you know, but the missing link is the presence. What I mean by missing link is not missing from the Bible, but a lot of times it's missing from our understanding. God, the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was over the face of the deep. But then there's a next verse that we often overlook, and it says the Spirit of God 
brooded over the face of the waters or hovered over the face of the waters. That was the presence of God. And and the Bible says, the next verse is, and God said. So notice, God didn't say anything until his presence moved. I think people need to understand the the spiritual ecosystem when it talks about the presence of God. The presence of God is the atmosphere of, of heaven. It is the environment where creative miracles take place. It is the extension of God's character, his nature. And so when we talk about the presence of God, we're talking about God's personality, the expression of his nature, and we're talking about the atmosphere of heaven that shows up wherever we are. It could be in a room. It could be uh, in a church service. It could be in your car. But the presence of God is something that we can carry with us. It is the atmosphere of heaven, the environment of heaven. And I like to call it the environment of the impossible, because anytime the presence is manifest, impossibilities become possible. So I want people to really let that sit in, let that sink in to their thinking. You know, when we talk about the presence of God, even God values his presence. Even God appreciates his own presence. He respects his presence. And that's why nothing happened in the beginning without the presence. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and it's incredible how you can see God's presence from Genesis 1 all the way to the end of Revelation. His presence is that's just right. permeating throughout the Word of God. And In fact, you, you say something in your book that I've never heard before, that um, not only are we carriers of his presence, but you say we're couriers of his presence. What do you mean by that? You know, when we talk about a, a carrier, uh, we're talking about something that houses something. But when we talk about a courier, we're talking about someone who delivers something. So in other words, God doesn't just want us to carry his presence, but he, want us, he wants us to bring his presence to the people around us. Now, I'll give you an example of how powerful the presence is. Even people outside of the church, even people who are not believers, respond to the presence of God. I remember walking in a room, uh, and there was a woman that was a Santeria priest. She was into witchcraft. And before I said anything, she, she began to she says, you're a man of God. I said, yes. She says, I feel the presence all over you. I sense the presence. So even people who don't know anything about God can feel the presence of God. And this is why the presence is so important, because it crosses cultural barriers. It even crosses religious barriers. A person may not agree with your doctrine, but they can't deny the presence. And that's the key. If we're going to reach a lost and dying generation, we have to look at the model in the book of Acts. You know, <laughs> one of the things that they couldn't deny was the power and presence of God that was manifest in Acts 2. It was so amazing that it got everyone's attention. And I believe that we're going back to those days where it's going to be an Acts, you know, an Acts 2 manifestation of the presence of God where thousands of people will come to God, where thousands of people will be touched. Yes. And experience the presence of God. And I really believe those days are upon us. Now, we don't have time to go into this in detail. You do in your book, of course, but 
you you talk about in your book how it, hidden within I love the hidden things of God and you brought a lot of those out in the in your in your teaching hidden within Genesis 28 you say is a secret to living from the presence of God every day with Jacob in the ladder in in the angels ascending and descending could you uh, kind of briefly touch on that how that's one of the greatest keys to living every day in his presence yeah, the story of Jacob, and he goes, uh, Genesis 28, he goes to a place, and uh, <clears throat> he falls asleep there, and there he has a dream. He sees angels ascending and descending, and God standing at the top of the ladder, and he speaks to him the covenant that he spoke to Abraham. And uh, when he confirms his covenant in this dream, he comes out of the dream, and he says, Shooter, the Lord is in this place. And, uh, and I did not know it, for this is the gate of heaven. And he's, he calls the name of that place Bethel, which means house of God, or house of the presence. So here we see a very interesting pattern. You know, the Bible does a lot with patterns. And when you understand a ladder is a pattern, uh, just like a helix is a pattern. And these angels are going up and down. Now, one of the words for angels is messenger. Uh, uh, angel can be both a supernatural being or a human agent, either one depending on the context. Now notice that these angels are ascending, which means they are in the earth. They're ascending to, to, to the top, and then they're descending. I believe that's a mystery, and I believe that that mystery represents the believer, the New Testament believer, New Testament intercession, that we are to ascend as we ascend in the presence, we come down, we descend with heavenly resources. The word gate means marketplace. It's kind of like going to the market and getting the goods. In other words, every time we get into the presence of God, we get the goods that we need to operate in the earth. Isn't that exciting? That's amazing. Every time we worship, we come down with the resources necessary to affect change in the earth. In fact, I, I tell people that Worship is your warship. Mm. Can I say that again? That's good. Yes, Worship please. is your warship. In other words, if you want to wage war on the enemy, become a worshiper. Because when you are a worshiper, you are literally engaged in the highest level of warfare. The Bible says, let God arise and his enemy be scattered. I believe in warfare prayers. I believe in casting out demons. I believe in doing all of that stuff. I teach on deliverance. I teach on that stuff. But I found that the highest level of warfare is worship. And as we live a lifestyle of worship, we are inviting God to show up on the scene. And guess what? There's no demon or devil in hell or on the earth that's any match for God. So anytime he shows up, the war is over. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's, it's a very powerful dynamic, and I believe it's a key to living victoriously is understanding the presence of God and understanding worship. In fact, uh, speaking of, of uh, warfare, you talk about how living from the presence, that's where our authority is affirmed. And we, and we live out of that presence, and we, we learn to walk in that level of authority that we're supposed to walk in as believers. Is that correct? Yes. It's kind of like, you know, it's like the Pentagon, or it's like being briefed in the chambers of authority, you know, before we go out to war in the natural, they usually have a briefing with high-ranking officers 
and they gather together, they convene together. And as they are convened, they're given the strategies that they need. Their positions, their powers, their authorities are confirmed and affirmed. The same thing is true in the presence of God. The presence of God affirms who we are. And the greatest weapon against the enemy is identity. That's good. Uh, the greatest weapon against the enemy is identity. And once we know who we are, that's when we are empowered to do what we've been called to do. In other words, right being equals right doing. So when we understand who we've been called to be, this is what Jesus said when he said in John 1, as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons, even to those who believe on his name. So I believe that the presence of God is an atmosphere of affirmation. It's an atmosphere. You remember when Jesus started his earthly ministry in the Gospel of Luke? Mm -hmm. The Bible says that as he came out of the waters from the baptism, the heavens opened and God said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. In other words, his identity was affirmed from the presence. And because of that, as the Son of Man, he was able to do what the Father sent him to do. And I believe that God wants to do the same for us. He wants us to do what the Father has sent us to do. And the key is we must know exactly who we are. And the best way to find that out is to live in his presence. And there's a lot of people that, I'm sh that are listening that I'm sure struggle with you know, does he does he really love me? Does does a father really think uh, beautiful thoughts about me? And 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 you're you're saying in the presence of God is where that is healed and that's restored and that's refreshed. I love that. Now, if you would please just pray for the people at home, whatever the Lord is showing you, that'd be that'd be great. You know, Father, I just want to thank you for those listening, and I believe, Lord, this is a prophetic word and a prophetic unction to those who are listening to this message. And God, I thank you that you are activating them even now. There's someone listening and you're saying, you know, I, I can't, I can't do this. I, 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 it sounds good, but it doesn't sound like something I can do. I want to let you know that that's a lie. You can and you will. You can do all things through Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing that strengthens you, his presence that empowers you. So, Father, right now, I thank you for manifesting yourself to everyone under the sound of my voice, to setting the captives free, and to releasing your people from bondage so that they can do the exploits you've called them to do. In the book of Isaiah, it says, I and the children the Lord has given me are for signs and wonders. Lord, I thank you that your children are for signs and wonders in the earth, and that they will usher in the greatest revival in human history, and they will begin to manifest the power and presence of God in every area of their lives. Lord, touch, Lord, heal, Lord, restore. There's someone being physically healed right now. There's somebody being activated right now, and there's somebody being restored right now by the power of the Word of God and His manifest presence. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Dr. Keaton Bridges' book, The School of the Presence, Walking in Power, Intimacy, and Authority on Earth as It Is in Heaven in his brand-new three-CD set, Living from the Presence. You've been listening to Messianic Vision with our special guest, Dr. Keenan Bridges, and now here's Sid to tell you how you can get this special offer. Would you like to learn how to live in God's presence? I mean, 24-7? Dr. Keenan Bridges wants to invite you to the school of God's presence. Call now. 
for Dr. Keenan Bridges' brand new book, School of the Presence, and his exclusive three CD set, Living from the Presence, for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. To order, call 1-800-447-2697. That's 1-800-447-2697. Or go to our website at sidroth.org. That's S-I-D-R-O-T-H dot O-R-G. Dr. Keenan's book, School of the Presence, and his exclusive three-CD set, Living from the Presence, offer number 9509 for an investment of 35 U.S. dollars. Be sure to ask for offer number 9509. Once again, that's offer number 9509.